Hey, and welcome to episode 26 of the Thoughtcast, conversations about animation. I'm your host, Philip Elke, coming to you from Hollywood. Today, I'm joined by uh, my co-host for today, Jody Pulaski. How are you doing? I am doing great, and I'm so happy to be back. And we are coming at you live from Hibbing, Minnesota. Now, that's fancy. <laughs> I uh, Wow, you're... Not in your usual spot. Uh, you're, I think you're visiting Hannah right now, uh, who we had on on a previous episode. But it sounded like her voice wasn't doing too well. She was maybe going to join us today, but um, didn't Yeah, she out. was going to give it a try. She loved doing The Missing Link, and I was so bummed out that I didn't have a chance to be part of that one. So for our listeners who are listening right now, if you haven't had a chance yet, go listen to The Missing Link. And if you haven't seen the movie, I 10 out of 10 recommend. I didn't get a chance to be on the podcast, but I still am like giving it love and giving it a shout out because I thought it was one of the cutest animated movies I saw in the last year. All right. Uh, I know you don't have a ton of time, so you I'll give you a chance to elaborate further on the missing link as sort of a running bit throughout the show. <laughs> Thank for, you. For Thanks for giving me the flexibility because I'm obsessed. But I really loved Detective Pikachu, too. So I'm excited to talk about that today. Yeah, this is exciting to be uh, reviewing a video game adaptation that is a live action and animation hybrid film. A lot of great animation in this movie. I was very impressed by it, uh, but I was frankly just impressed with the movie overall. How about you, Jody? Yeah, I mean, I obviously gave it a strong start just a second ago, but mm -hmm. I thought it was amazing. And I just have to like let you know that I was set up for the perfect viewing experience. On mm -hmm. my left, I had a 29-year-old man wearing his Pokemon shirt and his Pokemon baseball hat. And on my right, I had a seven-year-old little boy hugging his little Apalm doll. And I was like, this is exactly who the movie is for. Like, it is for those diehard people who, like, grew up with it in the 90s. But it's also, like, family-friendly for the seven-year-olds who are just getting into it. And I thought the movie was the perfect balance. Again, I'm not someone who knows all the Pokemon. But I just have to say, I thought it was, it was great. It was the perfect balance for all viewers. Yeah. Uh, very similarly, I am not in too deep. I'm not in too deep on Pokemon. I... You know, remember when it came out and became such a popular craze, um, there were like the, the 150 or 151 original Pokemon from that first first game, first run. Um, and then th there was a movie that came out around that time that was really popular. I, I think still... we were in second grade when it came out. Because <laughs> yeah. Beth, Beth Balstead, if you're out there listening, Beth, mm -hmm. she took me to that for her birthday. And I remember when we went in, that's when I got my very first Pokemon card. And that's the only oh, card wow. I ever had. But then at the showing that I went to last weekend, they gave me my second Pokemon card. So now I have two. Yeah, that's right. I, I guess I still got to see what I got. <laughs> I got Pikachu. Okay. The ultimate. Sweet. Yeah, I just never got into it when I was younger. Uh, would have been quite, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not that into that type of, you know, tabletop or video Gaming. game. You know, stats-based uh, card game. Yeah, just not, not something I ever fell into. And, and I think the, a big part of the appeal is just the, the collection aspect of it. You were never into the stats. You were never into the stat games when it came to Pokemon. But you knew about them. I mean, yeah. no one in the 90s wouldn't have 
heard of Pokemon. They were everywhere from like, I'm guessing McDonald's Happy Meals mm -hmm. to, I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I never had a book of cards, but I remember kids in our grade bringing them to class yeah. and playing at recess. Yeah. I mean, they were really cool. I, I just didn't really understand what to do with them. And um, yeah, my parents weren't into it either. Like, I think it, it would have been just a big, you know, sink, time sink and investment on their part. <laughs> for, right. It's, a, for it's, me, it's expensive. Yeah. My nephew, Aiden, he's 10 years old and all he wanted was this like deck of car, these Pokemon cards, this certain mm -hmm. set. And I think it was like $35 for like 15 cards. And I was like, okay, that's your one and only gift, bud. But yeah. I mean, if it's something that they value and it's something that they treasure, which obviously millions of people do, like I'm not here to shame it. Like it seems mm -hmm. cute. And I think that this this movie got me maybe more into it than I ever would have been. Mm -hmm. Have you read many of the reviews from like diehard fans? Have you heard anything of what they thought of it? Well, it seems to me that fans of Pokemon are a bit more uh, positive. Critical? No, no, oh. they're they're pos They're more positive on the film oh, great. than great. general critics. Mm -hmm. um, it, I mean, it has generally positive reviews. It's not like stellar but it's it is fresh i believe certified on like rotten tomatoes this is the first you i think you said but it's the first live action adaptation that they've they've done so they've maybe in their minds have been working on this for like years because they waited a really long time to bring out something that was like real life because there's been lots of like animated series and there's been a couple of animated movies right yeah I, I think just one theatrical movie. Uh, Mewtwo. That was, yeah, Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not sure on that. There, there, there may have been multiple theatrical films because the first one just was, was such a big hit um, in the U.S. and I'm sure um, worldwide. But um, this year... Uh, it's kind of the the first return to form for Pokemon. Um, Nintendo, I think, is sort of the overarching company behind Pokemon, even though the the, um, the credit is given to the Pokemon Company uh, uh, for for the production of this film. Uh, they're uh, you know Nintendo's been very hesitant to release films based on their video game properties uh, because the the first time they attempted it did not go over well that was with the uh, super mario brothers film in in the um i think it was 1990 maybe i literally um, have never heard of that so it must have been a flop yeah it was i hope they're proud good. of this one though i loved getting mm -hmm. to like go into that pokemon universe because like i said like knowing about those characters i always like kind of wondered what it would be like if you had a little animal that like had superpowers and followed you around. I never wanted to battle them because I love animals and it never made sense to me that you would want your little friend to be fighting. But mm -hmm. I was always curious what it would be like. And I think this movie did a great job of integrating them into what, you know, you could envision a futuristic, like weird world to be, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's a very fantastical world. Um, Super Mario Brothers released in 1993, by the way. Uh, this, the world... Yeah, they do establish early on in the film, uh, which which follows Justice Smith as Tim Goodman, 
uh, in his quest to unravel the mystery behind his father's recent passing. Uh, he's, you know, you see him out and about just in the general uh, countryside. Uh, it's kind of a vague ge geographical description as to where exactly they are, but it's filmed in uh, England. Oh, and it was. Yeah, okay. most of the I movies. Mm -hmm. I think some of it was filmed in Colorado, but otherwise, uh, yeah, England and Scotland. Um, you know, I think it opens up on that sequence at the beginning when, you know, Mewtwo. Uh, spoilers ahead, by the way. Uh, Mewtwo supposedly uh, attacks the the car um, and causes this accident, which we then learn is, you know, the incident uh in which harry goodman uh tim goodman's father is killed um or supposedly killed mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of the catalyst moment that sort of puts everything into action for tim mm -hmm. and i mean i guess lucy as well she kind of becomes his right hand mm -hmm. woman her, his wing woman i don't know what you would call her <laughs> but his his partner in crime and yeah that, that, that's the car accident that sort of yeah. gets the ball rolling for them that aerial shot of the lab definitely looks like the scottish highlands or mm -hmm. something in that vicinity um the the world of this you know pokemon universe um plays by a lot of the same rules as the video games of course it's basically set in in that world um which I don't know a whole lot about. And I don't think these games really pay that much or that close attention to things like continuity and, you know, they're willing to play kind of fast and loose with narrative logic because it is really more about the collecting and the battling. Right. Um, and, but we do learn uh, right away that in order to capture a Pokemon, uh, that Pokemon must also except you so it is a consensual it's consensual yeah, yeah i thought that right away okay so like in the beginning when you meet tim and he doesn't yet have a pokemon buddy or what do you want to call him he doesn't have his pokemon yet mm -hmm. and so he's trying to catch here's me not knowing the names he's trying to catch the little skull guy what's his name phyllis oh, and philip uh, he's trying to Q catch Bone. a pokemon cubone okay cubone's <laughs> just doing his thing in the field and tim is motivated by his friend to capture it and I was like, oh, you know, that's kind of sad that they're going out there and they're just capturing these wild Pokemon. But then you learn that if the Pokemon like doesn't want you and doesn't accept you, like you're out of luck. And I really like that because I feel like it it's empowering. I know like the world's a sucker mm. for being empowered right now. Mm. But like I think it's great. Like it's consensual and it's it's it makes it a little like nicer. Like you don't feel like you're catching these animals and enslaving them to be like battling for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought that was great. Yeah, they uh, skirted around that a little bit. Yeah, the um, let's see, Karen Sony plays Jack, this friend of Tim's, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, the this Cubone's wailing on the field to the point where like this Jack, it's, it's like his mom came in at night thinking that it was him who was crying. Right. With the warm cup. Yeah. The Cubone wears the skull of its mother. Of its enemy. Oh, of its mother? Yeah. See, this is me not knowing the history of all these Pokemon. Um, so that's that's interesting and also very, yeah. very strange and gross and weird. 
I mean, I have so many questions. Uh, are Pokemon birthed in a typical fashion? Because they also evolve do from magic. So are they? You are asking the wrong <laughs> podcaster, but maybe the listeners yeah. who are like more into this universe have the answers yeah and i mean the movie doesn't really the movie kind of skips all that it doesn't even talk about how the pokemon came to be it's mm -hmm. just sort of like what role these pokemon are going to play mm -hmm. not only like rurally but in that metropolis that they they had to quite early in the movie rhyme city i think it's called our rim city something rhyme like that. city yep where pokemon don't live in captivity at all mm -hmm. but they're still joined to their 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 partners their partner their partner that's the perfect word to their partner and again like tim doesn't have any of this yet so when he kind of goes to that city he's sort of like on his own until he connects obviously with detective pikachu mm -hmm. yeah the uh rhyme city environment is really cool uh, we you know are introduced early on when tim has to uh you know go and uh, you know collect his father's things you know say mm -hmm. goodbye um and we find out that he has been estranged from his father for about a decade since tim's mother died so it's, it's kind of a you know a sad situation with um yeah their relationship he's there to like figure out what happened to his dad at first he's like bitter because his dad like kind of ditched him for the pokemon world he feels like he felt like he was kind of like abandoned by his dad's you know like mm -hmm. obsession with his job or whatever mm -hmm. and then along the way he bumps into pikachu and really early on they find out there's this purple gas that can mm -hmm. make pokemon you as the viewer like see this gas affecting pokemon and making them kind of evil and from there you realize that there's there's a story going on and like the, the plot is going to be what is this purple gas all about right yeah there's the you know the whole mystery part of the mm -hmm. yeah I, I guess the, the whole mystery thread is one element and then there's also the uh you know the family familial element tim yeah. reconciling with his father and um i, I mean it, it it works well enough it's not the strongest narrative storyline but um but yeah. the cute things that happen along the way, I feel like keep it going. So once they start their search with Lucy by Tim's side and and they're starting to do this investigation of what happened to the dad and like, what is this purple gas? There's these moments to me that really stuck out. So like, I want to talk about the moment where they're on the investigation and they meet Mr. Mime. Oh, Did please. you not think that that moment was so, I didn't know about Mr. Mime. I didn't know that this was a Pokemon at all, mm -hmm. but I thought that scene was so funny and for those who don't know like mr mime is this pokemon that literally like mimes everything he does so mm -hmm. they make this really funny scene where tim has to what would you call it like it's not torture but like he is he he really he's knows how gonna to start him on fire but with like a, a match that doesn't exist because it's a mime you have to see it but I thought those little like scenes along the way through this investigation, whether it's with Mr. Mime or Psyduck or whoever, yeah. or, that's what carried the movie was the way that they like integrated these Pokemon into the 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 mystery. Well, Tim seems fluent in mime, like he's it's able so to to pick up on the whole uh, illusion of the mime like very quickly. Mm -hmm. And 
we we do learn that Tim did have strong aspirations to become a Pokemon trainer when he was younger. That mm -hmm. all changed when his mother died and his dad uh, sort of dug into his uh, work career and mm -hmm. career. Um, and, and yeah, we do find out that like Tim's dad is, is really obsessed with being a detective. I mean, he's just a very like romantic dude, apparently watches old uh, detective movies, things like that. He's really into Pokemon. Um, but yeah, T Tim is no longer interested in Pokemon, but he probably uh, he does... gets to tap into it, though. He taps yeah. into all of his memories of like how to deal with Mr. Mime or the special like battle moves that his Pikachu has. So like along the way, all of his like childhood skills come out and they really become I mean, the way they solve the crime. I guess that introduces a, a third arc in this movie, which is tim's relationship to pokemon themselves because um we learn that you know despite tim being able to understand word perfect the speech of this pikachu character voiced by ryan reynolds uh and and this pikachu was his father's pokemon partner who did survive the accident um the tim does have trouble communicating with the, the non-verbal Pokemon mm -hmm. and uh, you know he, he needs to learn like the finer details of resonating emotionally or empathetically with uh, <laughs> with these creatures um, which is the primary way in which you know th these bonds are formed um, but I guess the, he still was able to uh, figure out the pick up on the mime <laughs> I loved the aspect mime. right away yeah. And I guess you're right. The plot was a little more complicated than I jumped into because you also have that storyline, which I guess is the part of the mystery, but of I don't know how to say his name, but the guy who wants to control the Pokemon and connect with their their power. Do you remember the name yeah. of that doctor or, uh, or, well, or that mayor? There's a there's a doctor character at the beginning, a scientist, and Anne Laurent, who's sort of the mastermind behind some of the experiments that that are going on but then we are introduced to uh a character played by bill nye uh clifford howard clifford who's this howard clifford big like you know, he's, a, he's a real estate mogul or something he's a rich dude he runs who, the town yeah he runs the town right mm -hmm. he's kind of the the end all be all of uh rhyme city He's the the Rupert Murdoch of uh, oh um yeah Bill Nye he, he does own a media company uh, his son uh, Roger Clifford played by Chris Gear uh, is the president of the company um, yeah we, they say that Howard Clifford built Rhyme City or something like that it seems Howard uh, Clifford built or Rhyme yeah City. Howard Howard Clifford um, I, I don't know. I, if he built that city from ground up or uh maybe he probably got a million dollar loan from his father trump style yeah yeah I, he at least <laughs> integrated integrated the pokemon into everyday life in, mm -hmm. in that city um and he, he's and they're like, seen as equals there yeah which i think you already clarified but they're not uh they're not used in battle except for these basic underground kind of club areas where it's sort of it's like prohibition oh, in yeah. a way where they're where they're still using pokemon to battle but it's it's 
it's more of an underground sort of thing in in the city itself um he's pushing for pokemon to be equals or at least that's what he wants people to think underground battles yeah there's there's some interesting philosophical stuff about how this howard clifford you know was paraplegic and he had to go on a this you know he wanted to go on a journey of self-discovery and like learned how to evolve by observing the pokemon um i don't know i mean later on the film that it doesn't track as well that his character necessarily made uh quite the you know progress that he claims he did but yeah so uh the the titular detective pikachu comes into the picture when tim returns to his dad's apartment he meets with uh lucy um who played by Catherine Newton, Lucy Stevens, who has a Psyduck Pokemon partner. Uh, and, and then, yeah, we, we do meet Detective Pikachu, who found his way back to this apartment, the apartment of his deceased partner, uh, because of the uh, Sherlock Holmes Deerstalker cap he's wearing that, that has the address uh, conveniently <laughs> written into it. And then, yeah, the, the, the adventure begins. Um, this Pikachu has amnesia, so he can't explain why he can talk to Tim. But he, he knows, the one thing he does know is that he is a uh, detective. And it was his mission to figure out what happened to Harry. So there I was. I woke up with a heavy case of amnesia in the middle of nowhere. The only clue to my past is Harry's name and address inside this hat. So I made my way to the apartment, and that's when I found you and your stapler gun. Stop talking! You're a hallucination! You're a hallucination. So you're a talking Pikachu with no memories who's addicted to caffeine. I could stop whenever I want. These are just choices. Another round, extra shot. Black as night, thank you, sweetie. I just didn't know if it was the time to get excited about Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu because, like, that's a big deal. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna say that like that he does. He like has a voice which like no other Pokemon has. So that's kind of what makes his character even more exciting. You never see another Pikachu in the world. So I guess off topic, but like, is there only one Pikachu in this world? Uh, no, there's there's several. Oh. And uh, hmm. I guess in Pokemon lore, the uh, you you typically refer to Pokemon in their plural form form as just the singular, so it would be, you know, a hundred Pikachu. Pikachu or one Pikachu. Exactly, and they don't seem to give, you know, uh, individual names to these Pokemon either, which is interesting. It's always just Pikachu. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know. And they're trapped just saying that to humans. They can only say their name over and over, except yeah. for obviously. The Ryan Reynolds Pikachu, the detective. Yeah, I, I'm sure they can figure it out. Uh, it's it's all about that psychic bond that mm -hmm. you know, each, each trainer has <laughs> with their uh, with their Pokemon. Um, yes, yeah, so, I don't know. We, uh, we uh, this this detective Pikachu. You know, the only thing he knows is that he is a detective, and then they embark on this mission they they infiltrate this uh set where um dil nahi and chris gear the uh, you know father and son clifford are recording a 
promo for some new, uh, I guess, public service uh, that they're embarking on. Roger Clifford is uh, very upset with his father. So we get the sense that his character isn't the most... um, Lovable? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It isn't the most sympathetic. Okay, Um, yeah. Sympathetic, and mm -hmm. you don't connect with him. And I think, like, off the bat, like, I thought he was the villain. Plot Mm -hmm. twist. He's not. But that's okay. These people have already seen the movie. But but you think that he's going to be kind of the bad guy because he's a little bit harsh to Lucy, who works... uh, She wants to be... uh, a newswoman, basically. Yeah, at at CNN. Um, yeah, she's currently just a fluff journalist, and that she works on set as like an assistant. Yeah, yeah, he's a jerk to her. He makes fun of her outfit and everything. <laughs> I know, and she's so cute, and she looks so young. Mm-hmm. I felt very old watching this movie with twenty-one-year-olds being the lead. I was like, oh, they look all like babies. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but she she's not a baby. She comes in clutch quite a few times throughout the movie. As as you said, as the adventure begins, Lucy is an invaluable part of the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she uh, what's she been in? Um, she's in Blockers, Catherine Newton, Big Little Lies, uh, Three Billboard, uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing. Um, Justice Smith was in a movie called Paper Towns, in which his character breaks out into song singing the famous pokemon um pop song from the original pokemon movie (laughs) i didn't know Uh, that yeah the same song that detective pikachu is shown singing later in this film Mm -hmm. yeah everyone in the audience (laughs) laughed during that part that was like a a favorite a favorite moment of the Uh, movie in the theater i was in mm mm-hmm Nice little Easter egg. Uh, definitely one of the more overt Easter eggs in this movie. Uh, this this film does a good job of n- you know, not beating the audience over the head with exposition, you know, explanations of various details within the Pokemon world. It just sort of lets things play out and um, the universe is just kind of already established. Uh, and it, yeah, it just doesn't condescend to the audience, which is... A major plus for something that could have easily been, you know, just very standard. Um, you know, we we take you know little bits and pieces of Pokemon we like and that we think will be palatable to a massive audience. But um, no, they they really did cater to sort of all the elements that people, you know, diehard fans love about these uh, these characters and these uh, these games. Mm-hmm. but not so much that it like ostracized the rest of us like that's what i was saying at the beginning mm-hmm. i just think it was such a such a good balance mm-hmm. um and then they kind of i don't know if you're trying to follow the trail of the story and like keep going with it but like, i mean we you, I, I, I don't, don't know where to go <laughs> that's fine yeah i mean i could recall most of it i did see it twice uh because oh, you the did first, the first time i I just fell asleep. I wasn't well. It was really late, so I yeah wasn't um, super alert. Um, so I realized that there was a lot that I had to fill in. Yeah, we get um, you know the the character Mewtwo plays a big role in in this movie, and there's a hint at 
events from you know Pokemon, the first movie. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say that that is supposed to be like canon or consistent with with this movie, like the events of that that one. Um, but there is just sort of a Easter egg reference where like Mewtwo had escaped from the Kanto region twenty years prior. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason I I wouldn't say that that means the events of of that original film. Uh, took place within this universe is because you know there might be potential for follow-ups to this movie that include some of the the famous original characters from the anime um ash misty brock uh, you know team rocket um i I have to imagine these characters will be brought back um i hope so I thought that they would be a little bit more tied into this. I, I know that you weren't a super big fan, but I did see a couple of the episodes and I, I thought that they would somehow tie in Team Rocket because that was literally in every single episode that I watched of Pokemon. But I like that they made this story like its own separate and strong, uh, you know. Yeah, the you know, Meowth with the, the crazy New York accent uh, yeah. character, like, where's he at? Uh, they'll need more talking Pokemon in, in future films. It's good, though, to me that they waited till 2019 to have this movie come out because, like, all that post-production like production work, all that animation, I thought looked so seamless and realistic that I'm happy that they didn't give it a try maybe, like, 30 years ago when mm-hmm. it would have been very, very obvious that lick a tongue wasn't really licking that guy's face you know what i mean like they waited till technology was ready and i think the animators you can correct me if i'm wrong or delete this part altogether i think these are the animators that are also working on um the lion king for disney isn't it the same okay. the same group i don't Cause know because they this, these are the people that for sure i know worked on the jungle book and um potentially for fantastic beasts and where to find them right okay yeah i'm uh let's see so the film's visual effects were provided by the moving picture company frame store image engine rodeo fx and instinctual vfx much of the visual effects were provided by the same team behind the jungle book fan piece Woo! Uh, and more two for two yeah and and the lion king all right uh, i get three so. gold stars for this episode yeah yes uh the uh, director Bob Letterman, uh, or Rob Letterman, he compared the uh, effects to the, uh, the character Rocket, Rocket Raccoon from the Avengers, or uh, from the Guardians of the Galaxy f- films. I haven't seen that one, oh, but yeah. I'm guessing it means the animation was great. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, I mean, photoreal, you know, trying to come up with a, uh, a photorealistic character that also is highly emotive. And um, it is true to the uh, aesthetic of the original character designs. Um, a it, lot of people tricky. were really critical at first, weren't they? they? When they first saw these, I'm trying to think of like a year ago when the original like trailer came out or maybe just like the sneak peek into this. I think a lot of people were not thrilled at how these Pokemon looked in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping a lot of those people after watching the movie agree and thought that they looked very very like appropriate and realistic and and well real yeah maybe they've just uh the the effects have been polished since then 
because they they did look really good i mean they, they were a little cartoonish because the characters were, were originally designed to look like anime characters um or you know anime creatures right but the fact that they were able to bring them to life the way way they did i mean this movie in many ways could be compared to who framed roger rabbit if you uh have you seen that no okay <laughs> Very Sorry. famous uh, film from the late 80s directed by Robert Zemeckis where human characters are placed alongside cartoon characters. And oh, you mean tangled. Space Jam. Well, yeah, it's... it's uh, I'm just space, kidding. It is the same concept. Um, yeah, Who Framed Roger Rabbit did it first uh, where it was just very comprehensively uh, animated to look like these characters are living in a three-dimensional space um, but it's you know characters that we know from uh, animation history like Dumbo like mm -hmm. you know, Mickey Mouse uh, Bugs Bunny um, I mean so, some aren't shown within the within real life and while others are, are just shown within their native Toon land uh, or Toontown environment. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's nothing like Toontown in the Pokemon universe where it's just Pokemon. Um, however, uh, that that does seem to be something of the intention of the, you know the main villain of this movie, um, sort of getting more towards the end because well, yeah, I know our our time is kind of limited here, but um, we we learned that like hit this you know Howard character clifford he is uh he's obsessed with his notion of harmony with pokemon to the point of wanting to uh transform everyone into a pokemon and and that the way for him to overcome his um his malady forever is to just fuse his consciousness with mewtwo which is pretty interesting and to totally like take over her body, right? Like it's not like they become one. It's more like he gets the body, get out style, like that movie, right? Think, like when he puts that so. thing on his head. It's yeah. just like another old white man that just like needs to have immortality by like taking advantage of all the lessers in the world. You can delete that part, but that's kind of no. like what's going on. That's and like, I was like, of course, that's what's going to happen with this guy. Like he has too much money and now he has to like take advantage of everyone who can like be taken advantage of, a.k.a. the Pokemon. That's a, that's a great insight. Yeah, he wants, <laughs> <Of course. laughs> he wants eternal life, eternal youth and uh, omnipotent powers. And he would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for those pesky kids. And yeah. Pikachu. His, uh, they end his... up saving the day. Mm -hmm. Pikachu gets to use his powers. He doesn't really use his lightning powers. You know, we do have that scene earlier in the underground uh, arena mm -hmm. where Pikachu does seem eager to face off with Charizard. We heard that right. like they they had an encounter previously off screen. And, you know, the, of course, Pikachu can't remember due to amnesia, but um, he's like, yeah, I'll give it a go again. You know, and they because they need to get information from the leader of this arena. 
Um, but yeah, during the, the challenge, Pikachu is just totally inept. <laughs> can't. Yeah. And I, I guess I didn't think about it until now, but I, I'm realizing, and spoiler alert, probably mm -hmm. the reason he doesn't know how to use those powers naturally is because what you find at the end mm -hmm. is that, can I say that Tim's dad is mm -hmm. Pikachu. Like Ryan Reynolds, Tim's dad, I don't know, his Harry. Harry was within Pikachu all along, so that would make sense that he wasn't able to do things till the end when he was like fully bonded with his son again or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not entirely sure on you know the, the mechanics of that. Like how well, you're how, not sold on the logic. Well, how Tim's involvement is supposed to help with that rejuvenation process of, of Harry, how how that helps revive Harry from the, mm. the Pikachu body. But I guess mm -hmm. we find out in the movie, yeah, Lucy and Tim go infiltrate this secret lab. Um, they, you know, it's been abandoned since the incident with Mewtwo. Um, but the part of the experiments have led to these giant torteras um, just living in the in the countryside and and that was crazy the scene where these giant turtles with uh terrain on their backs uh just start moving around and like it becomes like inception where the the entire landscape is <laughs> folding yeah. up on itself yeah how did those huge things get there and how did nobody notice i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, how big how big is that lab if entire mountains are like folding downward how but you know mm -hmm. that's not like the logical questions that mm -hmm. this movie wants you to be asking they just want yeah. you to be like wow those are some big turtles <laughs> and an exciting action sequence <laughs> yeah uh-huh which it was mm -hmm. and you know that's when i mean i almost teared up because pikachu throughout this like whole thing ends up getting injured mm -hmm. and then all these little bubblesaurs come out and they they can kind of understand that Tim needs help for this like weak and ailing Pikachu and all the little Pokemons come out of the woods and they yeah. they bring him I mean essentially they bring him to Mewtwo to be well you kind of go back and forth on one point you think he's healed and then you know for a brief minute you think he's brought to Mewtwo to like bring the sun uh, but but essentially to be to be healed. And I thought that that was a really like touching moment after this big, huge action scene um, to go into that like sensitive moment of him mm -hmm. uh, wanting to communicate that he needs help for his best friend. It's a cuteness overload. Cuteness overload is right. They did such a good job, like with his with Pokemon's eyes, those Bulbasaurs. Like who doesn't want a Bulbasaur after watching that movie? Exactly. Yeah, I think. It's uh, Bulbasaur is one of the all-time fan favorites. Uh, mm -hmm. Perhaps behind. I think Charizard, po yeah. po Pikachu, Charizard, and Bulbasaur are probably like some of the favorites. I mean, just looking here, the uh, fan wiki for Pokemon is called uh, Bulbapedia. <laughs> so uh, represented in that way. The so. Why did why did they need Tim to I don't know to factor into Ryan Reynolds? Um, like yeah, I think that the reason because you know it, this is kind of colliding up with the end, but mm -hmm. Mewtwo is saying something like "I told you to bring me the sun," and and as the viewer, you're under the impression that she was like 
Is Mewtwo a she? It? Mewtwo? Um, I think a he, but... A he. Probably. I thought she was a she. Maybe, <laughs> you could call call him a she because it's it's probably ambiguous, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if I'm remembering correctly, they, they say something along those lines and you're under the impression like, oh, Pikachu was actually bad and Pikachu was leading Tim to this like demise. But really, I mean, Pikachu doesn't remember why he was bringing, why he was part of that. This is again with his, luckily this amnesia is really what pulls the storyline together because he can forget these things. But um, uh, you, you find that Mewtwo becomes somewhat of a hero that she really wasn't, he, it wasn't trying mm-hmm. to, to, you know, ruin humanity or like bring down all the humans. She mm-hmm. kind of, it, she hit. He Mewtwo comes along and and fix that. Sorry, I don't know what Mewtwo is. I could have sworn it was a girl because baby Mew is like a little pink cat. So like that seems like a girl to me. Not to be sexist, but baby Mew is definitely a girl. Mewtwo. It's the most powerful Pokemon. It's got to be a female. Okay. So so here's... um... In, in the first movie and Mewtwo returns, it is implied that Mewtwo is male. Ah. Um, and then I think in, in other movies, he's female. <laughs> oh, so we're all right. So, we yeah. all get a star this time. We'll call it it. We'll call it Mewtwo. But Mewtwo, you know, mm-hmm. saves the day at the end, along with Tim and Pikachu and, and Pikachu also being hairy. They all mm-hmm. kind of make things the way that they should have been they reverse all the damage which again i'm skipping sorry philip but they reverse all the damage Mm -hmm. together you know you find out that mewtwo you know after being harnessed by the evil white man Mm -hmm. in the wheelchair Mm -hmm. uh it it doesn't want to like destroy all all mankind that that she wants things it he wants things to go back to normal Mm -hmm. well a lot of twists throughout the movie because the yeah the moment Mewtwo gets recaptured uh, towards the end. Um, it's by uh, Roger Clifford, but then we find out that it's you know actually a, a ditto, uh, a um, mimic Pokemon that's capable of tr- transforming into you know whatever Pokemon it wants or even humans. Mm-hmm. It can mimic anything. Mm-hmm. That apparently for. Uh, that the ditto to transform the subject that it's mimicking must be present, but um, I think it's implied maybe behind the scenes in this movie that this is a, a modified ditto. Uh, yeah, because yeah. the researchers had been doing a lot of things with them, so we can just assume <laughs> that their powers are not like as stated on the cards that we received in the 90s Mm -hmm. because the researchers have been toying with their powers and their evolutions. So this guy can remember what Lucy looks like and make it really hard for Tim to punch it in the face. (laughs) That's kind of nightmare feel though um, because of the beady eyes that are kind of freaky. Yeah, it gave me Coraline. Do you remember Coraline? Oh yeah. Coraline vibes. I was like, oh, those little beady um, like button eyes. It's sort of like the ending of Who Framed Roger Rabbit when the main villain is revealed in that film. And it's, a, it's an animated character wearing a human skin suit. So like the first reveal that it's actually a cartoon is this character taking what? out the fake eyes. 
Ew. Yeah. <laughs> I've never funny. seen it, but like that also sounds like Silence of the Lambs, like a skin suit. What the mm. heck? Yeah. I I'll have to watch it, but that sounds very eerie to me. Yeah, you should check it out. It's brilliant just how they're these are hand-drawn animated characters interacting mm -hmm. with humans and like we could probably do a whole podcast on it oh, where we we've to. come since rogers Ra roger rabbit because it, you said that was the first one and i mean pokemon is in a way the most recent one mm -hmm. and look at how the world of like integrating animation into reality look how far it's come mm -hmm. yeah and then that movie was of course very thematically similar with the mystery caper element that would be a perfect subject for a future episode part of why i wanted to uh revisit the film a second time just to brush up on some things is i i couldn't remember what happened at the end between tim and lucy if they like did, did they kiss did they get together what, what it's was a the... rated pg it's rated <laughs> pg so i don't think that they kissed but i think you know she you kind can of gets kiss her... and pg you can kiss no, in a no, g no. movie if you want i mean uh, those... really oh i guess disney yeah, oh, of, yeah course. of course of course but i don't think they do kiss i think that no. she her dream comes true she's realized as a real mystery newscaster sleuth mm -hmm. and his dream in a way of being united with his father and finding you know some type of path uh, is is established. So I mean, you you just assume that now they're living in the same city and they're gonna go on more adventures together, and that little love bug can grow, right? Yeah, yeah. They, I think they agree to like meet up later, uh, but we never see this because um, then it jumps to like Tim planning on returning home to the countryside to live with his grandmother and ultimately deciding against that to just stay with, with uh, his detective pikachu slash dad <laughs> with harry yeah well detective pikachu can no longer speak uh, well the actual pikachu so uh, that was a bold choice i thought and uh it definitely just made for a better quality film overall that wasn't overt it was the perfect ending yeah mm -hmm. it didn't try to set up for a sequel it just tried to be the yep. best story it was just a little clean cut. And I mean, I know all the 20 some year old women who were in the audience were like dying to see if Ryan Reynolds would grace us with his presence. So I thought seeing, you know, him come out as the dad, it's like, oh, there he is. Because Ryan Reynolds is such a huge name that it would have been a waste to not get him on the screen for at least a second at the end. <laughs> not that that has yeah. anything to do with the plot itself, but I do think that was like a people pleaser moment. Yeah, I'm just kind of surprising, but they did make a point not to show the face of, of Harry in flashback scenes and other mm -hmm. other things. Um, so I, you could have easily predicted that they were going to reveal him to be, you know, the, the father. Look, you can talk to humans. I can talk to Pokemon. And if you want to find your pops, we're going to need each other. No, I don't need a Pokemon. What about a world-class detective? Ah, my clues. What is all this? Harry is still alive. Case closed, but still open until I solve it. I think we rounded it out. Like we started it and we ended it. 
and we talked about how good they did how how good they did i need to really think of better description words but you know yeah. how well this animation was and mm -hmm. i don't know you're not missing anything unless you want to talk about how no. ryan reynolds is awesome but i already covered that base for the listeners yeah ryan ryan reynolds is he did awesome. deadpool which i haven't yeah. seen but that was another oh. voiceover experience for him and now i'm curious what deadpool is like because i thought ryan reynolds was very charismatic and carried over really well as a as a character voice yeah but you don't was, need to talk about that i don't care i mean he was kind of doing a, a toned down deadpool he's very quippy in this movie uh you know that's he's very just... caffeinated in this movie <laughs> part of the charm you hear a lot of things coming out of pikachu's mouth that you uh are surprised that Pokemon, the company, allowed to come out of Pikachu's mouth. I'm trying to think of some because I know you're right and I should throw in some good quotes here, but I, all I can remember is him singing that song and talking about coffee. But he does have a little little moments that he throws things out there that I don't think a typical Pokemon mm -hmm. would say. He's like, get me the hell out of here. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you found one. Yeah. Um, that's how of, you're gonna end this podcast get me the hell out of here no a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of talking about death um so it, i mean it goes into some dark places um you know maybe harry faked his own death or someone else faked harry's death or harry faked someone else's death wait that last one doesn't work yeah they never lost me i never i mean again i'm not the most like educated consumer of animation and movies like this but then i never felt like there was a lull in the movie or something that totally pulled me out of the universe they were creating um so i i thought they did a really good job keeping things smooth regardless of what he said if it was a little wild i thought it all flowed together perfectly yeah yeah oh here's a good one uh pikachu's like have you ever talked to a woman before and tim is like i've talked to women before Pikachu goes, uh, when was that? The birth canal? Philip, they're going to hire you to voice it next. Oh, man. That was perfect. Up. That was spot on. Brush up on my voice acting skills. No. Um, yeah, the friendly Canadian voice, uh, you know, going from badass, subversive so superhero to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this uh, very cutesy. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say character. cuddly, uh -huh. but still plenty of attitude. It's uh, yeah, I, this movie's doing pretty well. I think it had the highest grossing, or it did have the highest grossing of any video game adaptation, um, and and it is a direct adaptation of a video game called uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Uh, it, it a fairly recent game that um, was not even released in the US at the time that this film was announced. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they really, they really were confident that this was a storyline because I'm sure they tossed around a lot of ideas for it. Yeah, it wasn't overly, um, you know, the ideas weren't overwrought. Um, mm -hmm. They just kind of handed off the concept to a, a series of writers uh, the, the main writers on this project were Dan Hernandez and Benji Samet, um, credited with both the story and screenplay. Uh, Do we they, know them from any other movies? Like, are they? Are um, they... they, I think, are writers on the show The Tick. 
on Amazon, okay. uh, sixteen hundred pen, one day at a time. Um, not not a ton of things, but they'll, uh, they're they're like a screenwriting team, and I'm sure they'll be a hot item in Hollywood now that this movie's been as successful as it is. But uh, I, I did listen to an interview with them, and it was it was really fascinating hearing them come up, come up with their store, uh, process of adapting just this massive behemoth of a franchise and um, just being able to kind of play and come up with uh, a story organically uh, without, you know, too much pressure or interference from, you know, studio overlords. Yeah, I agree. I think we're going to see their names a lot more times now, now that they've done this. And hopefully, I mean, I wouldn't be against them doing another another pokemon based movie i don't think it needs to be a sequel but i i do think the world is ready for more um based off of the responses that i heard leaving the theater yeah. last weekend well i think we'll it was a hit mm -hmm. we'll have a whole pokemon uh, expanded universe if the studio gets their way uh warner brothers of course releasing this film uh if you recall from the lego movies the um which is also released by warner brothers the um Pokemon do appear in those films. So maybe they'll do a, a, an entirely Lego Pokemon film. No. It would defeat the purpose no. of these characters because they're supposed <laughs> to be cute. And if they're uh -huh. just blocks, then. Yep. Yeah. Just won't uh, be as yeah. Effective. It's a thumbs down from me, Phil. You're going to have to think of some new ideas if you want to get on the elevator. They'll just be the cartoon <laughs> spinoff for kids. Yeah, Lego Pokemon. Uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of those types of things. Uh, oh yeah, I mean they—they're just catching. You got to catch them all. You got to catch every generation. They got the '90s kids, they got the 2000s kids, and now they're gonna have to catch these new six-year-olds with something fresh. And I mean, why not Legos? I guess maybe no, but but they'll, <laughs> why, they'll catch why them. Why not Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, why not Pokemon? <laughs> oh, wow. But but it was great. Um, before we go, give me your rating of one to 10 on this movie? What's your gut saying? Um, it's, it's, I mean, eight. I would, I would say maybe as far as the story goes, the seven, but just because I, I really like the integration of these characters, you know, these animation. uh, animated mm -hmm. characters with live action, uh, 7.5. Whoa, you're tough. I'm giving the animation and the cuteness factor a 10 and I'm giving the storyline like a six because if I really thought about it, there's probably a lot of holes, but mm -hmm. the cuteness overcomes all is a 10. Yeah. I mean, 7.7 7 is still good. Like that's a good solid movie. 7.5 uh, is just, uh, you know, <laughs> a notch above that. So yeah, definitely worth seeing. Definitely recommend a detective definitely. Pikachu. Um, I, we need more Eevee in the, the next movie and Volpex. Yeah. Yes, there's yes. a lot that we didn't get to see. Mm -hmm. Um, I was looking for, like you said earlier, I was looking for Meowth and when I post this link, I'm going to ask people to comment below, like what their favorite Pokemon is, because that's how I wanted to start this episode. But then my brain exploded. So before we go, Philip, mm -hmm. which one was your favorite? Who is your favorite Pokemon? Oh gosh. Who I I mean I I really dug the the Bulbasaur. They were just like yeah. I I was like tearing up at that moment. Me um, too. 
they kind of look like toothless from how to train your dragon oh they Baby did <laughs> oh yeah i didn't even think about that bubasaur is the right choice mm-hmm. was that your favorite before the movie as well i know you weren't into oh, it but like I, you had to have a card i think i maybe had favorite pokemon i liked uh charmeleon who's like the middle uh In evolution between, <laughs> between charmander, charmander and charizard yeah yeah i don't know I like Ninetales, which is the evolution. I think of Eevee. Or, it's, is it Eevee Volpex and then Ninetales? I don't um, know. I'm going to have to Google it. Does just has like a bunch of uh, element specific evolutions. Okay, then I'm thinking of Volpex. Volpex and Ninetales are, are mine. And I'm curious what other people like too. Yeah, all these different. They'll, they'll have to delve more into the various types of Pokemon in, in the future. Um, but yeah, I don't. Um, that about wraps it up for Pokemon yeah. Detective Pikachu. Uh, hopefully, we're able to cover quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. This has been the Thodcast Conversations about Animation. I'm your host, Philip Elke. Jody, where can people find you? Hibbing, Minnesota. Just kidding. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. It's Jody Pulaski, J-O-D-I-P like puppy, O-L-A-S-K-Y. And I mean, you can find me here on the Thodcast. It's my favorite place to be, and I hope you enjoy it too. Pika Pika. Pika Pika. Podcast <laughs> on uh, I, uh, or, or, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitch Radio, and SoundCloud. Uh, visit Thodcast. Yeah, and share it. Share Please it, share. people. <laughs> i'm um, just kidding they're like get, leave us alone podcast.com yeah I, I don't always do plugs at the end of the show but uh, i think it's fun mm-hmm. all right well thank you so Thanks much for listening and once again Pikachu.